Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey friends, today we're gonna be talking about PCS pet reimbursement. And I know that that is kind of a confusing title of what in the heck does that mean? What that means is those of us who are going through military-ordered moves also known as a permanent change of station or a PCS, we often have to pay, even now, for our pets to come with us, whether we drive them with us, fly them with us, get on a ferry, whatever that looks like, that has traditionally been left up to the service member and their family. And there's some new language and some new opportunities for pet reimbursement. So we are going to talk about that. But quick, I want to say a quick thanks to Armed Forces Bank. They are our sponsor for today's episode. They help us do what we do here at the Mill Housing Nation and the Mill Housing Network, and you will hear from them a little bit later in today's episode. So let's get right into it. There's an acronym that my husband uses called BLUFF, and it's bottom line up front. It took a while to, you know, really get to using that lingo regularly in our home, but now I know when there's like a backstory or details, but he needs to tell me the important part first. He'll he'll come in and he'll say, okay, BLUFF, here's this, and then he'll give me the backstory. And I've started using that with him as well. So for today's episode, bluff, bottom line up front, we don't know. We don't know about pet reimbursement yet, okay? That's that's the long and short of it. We're not sure. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of why this is a topic and, and what you need to know and sort of what you need to be looking for, especially if you are moving in the next six to 12 months, sort of in this limbo phase. So like I said, traditionally relocating our pets has been left up to the service members and their families. So if you are driving, you know, you're taking them in the car with you or you're arranging a pet transfer or for someone to take them or for us, we have the luxury of sending our dog. We have a family dog. We send him to a family member for the summer. We call it sleepaway camp. He gets to go to Nana and Papa's house and he gets to go to summer camp on their farm for a couple of weeks and then he arrives in our new duty station. That is not a luxury that everybody has. Not everybody has a family member willing to take their pet. Not everybody has the means to send them. Not everybody has a retired parent who can welcome in their their dog, right? So I recognize that for us, that has been a luxury. However, this summer we're moving. It's our fourth move in a row that has in some way involved Alaska, which is considered an Oconus base. Now to get here to Alaska, it's, I believe the only Oconus base it is. It's the only Oconus base that you can like drive to. The rest of them require flying or a very, very long boat ride. And depending on where you're going overseas, that can determine the way that you get there, whether you're being transported by air mobility command or, you know, on a rotator or something like that, or whether you're flying commercial. Now, one thing that we have learned as a family that has gone to and from Alaska, there is an airline, Alaska Airlines, and they also fly to Hawaii. They do fly, I believe, with some partners to other countries as well. But obviously, I can speak from experience with Alaska Airlines. With Alaska Airlines and military orders, you can ship an unaccompanied dog or cat. If you have a pet that's not small enough to go in a cabin with you, right, to fly with you, but needs to go in the cargo area, 
you can ship them unaccompanied with orders and proof of orders for like $200 or $250, which is very, very affordable. However, that requires orders. It requires your service member to be the one dropping them off. And there's a whole lot of logistics and it's not an easy process, but that is a viable option for families that can use that airline specifically. Other airlines, when the pandemic happened, they shut down doing those transfers. And depending on where you're going, if it's very, very cold or very, very hot, lots of airlines have restrictions on that anyway. If you're traveling with a reptile or a bird or a fish, obviously that's not an option that's available to you. If you're traveling with a dog that has a a shorter nose, then they will not fly them. So there's lots of restrictions on this anyway, but sometimes you can find an airline like Alaska that will transport your pet. But many, many airlines stopped flying pets during the pandemic and then it just kind of never came back. So again, we have these family members and service members who are moving all over the world, have family members that are pets, and they're left up to their own devices to figure out how to take this pet with them. You can understand the stress that that brings into a family when you're having to potentially leave a family member behind or do this cost out of pocket over and over with no help. Now, again, that is specifically talking about OCONUS. Now, when you are, that's overseas, when you are stateside, when you're staying within the 48, you know, we call it from Alaska, we call it the lower 48. In Hawaii, they call it stateside, whatever you want to call it. But but the mainland, right? When you're in the 48 states that touch each other, you do have the option to drive and transport your own animal, but then you're still having to find lodging. And there's a lot that goes with that. But specifically for overseas, what we've typically had to do is fly our animals, uh, bring them in our personal vehicle, find a, a private transfer company, which can cost thousands. And if you're going to another country, there is a lot of times a mandatory quarantine. Now, what's important to know is that mandatory quarantine time currently has regulations in the joint travel regulations that sort of governs all of these rules. There's wording in there that up to $550 of that quarantine time can be reimbursed. Sometimes it costs more than that, and you know, you're kind of on your own to cover the rest, but that currently exists. That's already been going. Now, now that we've kind of talked about pet PCS and how we've typically had to move our pets, I want to talk a little bit about what is changing and what we expect to be changing. But first, let's hear a little bit from Armed Forces Bank. A full-service military bank committed to serving those who served since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Now, again, we've already talked a little bit about pet PCS, how we've been moving our pets up to this point. We've been driving them ourselves if we're going somewhere that we can drive, and we've been flying them in cabin with us paying to ship them on orders if we have an airline that allows that, or potentially paying private companies thousands of dollars to move them. One thing I did not mention before we get into the upcoming changes, one thing I did not mention is if you are flying commercial, uh, sometimes you can check your pet with your luggage if you have a pet that, that cannot go in cabin, right? I have a large dog. So you can check that pet as oversized luggage for even less than the PCS amount. For example, Alaska Airlines, I think it's $100, and you can check your pet along with your travel. 
Now that means that you have to have some stipulations on what your travel looks like. There needs to be a longer layover, time to let the dog out or a cat, but time to take care of the animals. So that can be a little trickier for booking, but that is another option that I did not previously mention was booking your animal to fly along with you with your luggage. So that's all of the ways that we've been moving. Now, in the National Defense Authorization Act, this is a piece of legislation that is redone every year. It's a living piece of legislation. It's constantly being amended. It's reapproved every year. Sometimes you'll hear it called the defense bill or defense spending, and you'll hear lots of partisan conversations about what's being included. But what you need to know is it's done every year. In 2023, so this ideally passes in the fall, but realistically passes sometimes around the holidays. It's usually late. But the National Defense Authorization Act include wording that said that PCS entitlement for pets was included and that each branch's secretary may, keyword may, reimburse $550 of Continental United States pet reimbursement and up to $4,000 for overseas transfer of pets. Now, This is a huge win to even have this included, to have this recognition that this is a burden and a financial hardship that military families have been shouldering alone. So having that recognition, having it included into the NDAA, having it passed through Congress, those are all really big milestones and saying, hey, we recognize that this is an important thing that we've been overlooking and we should talk about, right? However, here's a tricky part. It says secretaries may. So that means the Secretary of the Navy, the Secretary of the Army, the Secretary of the Air Force, they all need to decide how they are going to offer that reimbursement, how that paperwork is going to be done. What's the process? How do you submit for it? Where is that money coming from? Because just because something goes through in legislation and Congress says, hey, we're going to give you the leeway to, to reimburse this. They did not set aside dollars for that specifically to say, hey, here's this thing we want you to do. Also, here's the pot of money that we want you to pay for it with. That was not included. So branches have been given this leeway to provide this reimbursement, but it's still undetermined and therefore still not funded. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't have that information, say, by the end of this PCS season, by you know the end of summer, early fall of 2023, we might have more details. It might be until the end of the calendar year before we get those details. But know that First of all, we've been moving pets anyway. We've been doing it out of pocket, we being the military community. Secondly, Congress has taken note. They have taken actions to help alleviate that cost. But we are in that weird limbo where the rule has been made, the law has passed, that direction has been given, and now we're waiting for the implementation. If you've been around the military community long enough, you are familiar with the NDAA and you are aware that just because something goes through on the NDAA does not actually mean it's going to happen in the way that is intended by the legislators. Meaning they put it on paper and it sounds really good, but how it actually plays out might not be what they planned for. So that is the newest on PCS pet reimbursement. Again, we know that we are moving our pets with us oftentimes, and we, we've all seen different instances where pets are being rehomed or they can't go. And sometimes it is because of this very thing that it's $4,000 to move the pet. And, you know, you have to choose between taking a duty or taking an assignment to a duty station that might be a dream, say Europe, right? You get this dream assignment to Europe, but you can't afford to take the family dog or the family cat. Do you give the dog or cat to a family member or friend hoping to sort of reunite on the backside of your assignment? Do you rehome them permanently? Do you pay out of pocket to move them? These are all really difficult conversations. 
And no two families can approach it the same way. Everybody's circumstance is different. What works for you, what works for your family's priorities and the needs of your family are going to be completely unique. So please know that there there are conversations happening about this. Congress is addressing it. It's in the NDAA. Currently, the different branches of the military, their secretaries are working with their teams to figure out how they can make this a reality. In the meantime, there are different organizations depending on where you're moving to, your rank, your your service branch. There's a lot of different nonprofits and military and veteran service organizations that do try to offer grants to help alleviate that cost. Sometimes you can even find different services that will help coordinate pet travel for you and say, okay, we have someone who's traveling you know, this leg of your travel, and then this other person will travel this leg. So there's lots of different resources available, and some of them are location dependent, you know, maybe on the country or the part of the United States. So that is definitely worth looking into at your duty station, asking around to your community, asking around in your social media, asking around at your fleet and family services or through your military family readiness center or army community services, whatever it is you have on your base, ask around, ask what they know, because these things are always changing and it's different from location to location. So ask what's available, where they can connect you and what success stories, you know, they know from other people who could say, Hey, actually I had a lot of luck with this airline, or I had a lot of luck submitting paperwork this way. So definitely keep your ear to the ground, be asking within the community for those updates. But as of now, in May of 2023, we know that the legislation is there to reimburse for pets for moving, but we are still waiting for the specifics on how that will look. So again, I offered that bluff up front that we are not 100% sure all the details, but it is coming and it is very exciting. And so it is worth bringing up on the podcast to make you aware if you are getting ready to PCS and you are relocating a pet, Be paying attention to some of these things because that can help alleviate some of that financial burden for your family and some of that stress because we all know that moving with the military has enough stress of its own. Thank you guys for being here. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments that you share with us as we continue to support our military community. Thank you for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.